reviews. I am Adam. Um, happy Saturday, everyone. Happy Saturday. Um, some big news broke yesterday. And the thing is, I, I, I kind of want to take a minute to drag Screen Rant a little bit. Because, like, look, I understand what Screen Rant does. I, I completely understand what their purpose is. Their purpose is to get you to click on their article and see these lists that they can scroll down and in between each items and ads. So, you know, as you scroll through, they get money. And I completely, completely, completely understand that. Um, but if you're going to make a listicle, at least make sure it is somewhat accurate. Um, to reality. Because there was one yesterday, it was like five, and they always do this, where it's like five good and five bad, where it's like five TV shows from Nickelodeon that aged well, and five that aged poorly. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, oh, let me see this. And number ten was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I was like, hmm, this doesn't bode well for the rest of the article. Because that was the one that aged poorly. Now, here's the thing. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is technically a Nickelodeon show. However, the way it's cited in the article does not cite it as a Nickelodeon show. Because here's the thing, Power Rangers has had a very weird production history over the 20, almost 30 years it's been on the air. Oh my god, it'll be 30 years next year uh, that Power Rangers has been on the air. Um, the first batch of seasons until um, Time Force um, aired on Fox. It was uh, part of Fox Kids' Saturday morning programming block. Um, it was kind of the cornerstone of that programming block for a long time until it went away. Um, me personally, wasn't really a Fox kid. Was more of a um, what's it called? Was more of a, a WB um, a WB kid who liked watching. You know, that's what Pokemon aired um, and Yu-Gi-Oh and, and all these other things, uh, Cubics. Um, but you know, it, it, it aired there. Then it went to Disney, where it aired on, I believe, Toon Disney, then Disney XD. Um, and it was, you know, it aired there from whatever the next season was, I believe it was Jungle Fury through Wild Force, aired on Disney, uh, Disney on either the Disney Channel, I know it eventually went to Disney XD around the time of SPD when they did the 15th anniversary, um... And then it went to, after that, it went to Nickelodeon with RPM starting on Nicktoons Network and then going to, um, they did a, a for season, um, 17, I believe it would be, because 18 is Samurai, 19 is Super Samurai, 20 is, or maybe it was, uh, I know Megaforce was 20, um, right, so if we work backwards and it had to be season 17, season 17 would have been, um, a reissue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but not a straight reissue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, because if you'll recall, the original run of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ran for three years, and it wasn't three years of, you know, with a few episodes like it is now, where it's like 26 episode seasons. It ran for about 100 episodes, um, and it ended in a really weird way. I, I remember watching it again, you know, within the last 15 years, and, um... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ends with the Metal Armor Saga, and then it goes to Zeo. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's what we're doing now. It's like, we're gonna do this for ten minutes, and then we're gonna go to, to Zeo, where they have entirely new, you know, outfits and everything. Um, and I'm assuming that going back to the original, you know, outfits in, 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 the, in the Japanese, um, Super Sentai has something to do with it, but... I can't speak to that because I've never watched Super Sentai in any meaningful way. Um, but 
here's the thing. Um, I think it's a cheat to say that the, like, Dragon Ball Z Kai version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers deserves a spot on that list. I think, and I don't want to say the Dragon Ball Z Kai version because, like, you know, Kai was, you know, pretty good. And they redid a lot of the animation and it was really, you know, it was really pretty, very well done. Um... And it did reinvigorate a love for Dragon Ball Z, at least for me. And I think they did eventually go back and, and finish the Majin Buu saga. Um, I know that they ended it where Toriyama wanted to end it initially, which was ended with Cell and, and uh, all of that. Um, so I think that, you know, to call it that feels like a reduction, but it was cutting out a lot of the filler, where it's like you got, you know, Green with Envy, you got a bunch of other stuff like that. Um... And I think that it's, it's kind of reductionist to say that um, it, w- it was, you know, reductionist of, um, what's it called? Reductionist of um, Dragon Ball Z Kai, to say that. Um, but I don't think that, um, what's it called? I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing the way this show ended. Uh, and, and what Kai was, I think that um, the issue really stepped in when we got to, you know, what was happening on Power Rangers, it, 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 it was, I would say, maybe a best of a show, but not quite a, a full season of a show. Um, so all that notwithstanding, um, you know, they, they said the Power Rangers belong there. And, and look, if you're going to sit there and say, we're, we're looking specifically at the distilled version of Power Rangers... Um, there is no accurate way to look at this and be like, oh, okay, then it fits, because there is no other show, because Power Rangers had a profound impact on, uh, on, on children's television going forward from there, um, so it's not fair to say that it, 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 you know, it deserves this spot on the list, but, you know, on top of it to say it's the Nickelodeon show that aged the worst, it's like, well, yeah, if we're gonna talk about the version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that was, you know, cutting a third of the episodes into, fit into a, a, a 26 episode season, then, then yeah, of course, and of course, five or six of the episodes is just Tommy becoming the Green Ranger, um, so, so yeah, of course it, it deserves a spot there, but that's not what they're referring to, they're referring to the, the show as a whole, um, and look, Mighty Morphin isn't the strongest season, it's, it's probably, if we were to do a ranking, it wouldn't be in my top five, I don't think, but who knows? Uh, I don't. I feel like that's different. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I say seven minutes into this podcast, I'm here to talk to you about Turning Red, the next Pixar movie that is coming out um, in March. Now it is currently slated to go to. Well, I mean, up until yesterday, it was supposed to be a theatrical release. It was on the theatrical release slate, and uh, yesterday. It got punted to Disney Plus, included with your subscription at no additional cost. Now it's not going to be a, you know, like what's it called? It's not going to be like if you look at like Ryan the Last Dragon or Cruella or Black Widow, where you got to pay that thirty dollars extra. No, it is. We are going to put this on your streamer exactly as is. You can watch it. You don't have to pay anything extra. It is yours to watch. You know, as long as you have an A. Disney Plus account. Um, now, how does that? How do we reconcile that with what this means for the the show? Um, 
again, I think that following on No Way Home, we can't point to the box office, um, we can't point to COVID as the, the, the problem anymore. Um, I think this is a lack of faith in this. And, you know, let me rephrase that. I think to an extent COVID can be blamed, at least partially, for this. Because I think people would go are going to go out and see Lightyear. If Lightyear, Lightyear were coming out in March, um, it would not be punted to streaming. Because people are going to show up to see Lightyear. I don't think people are going to show up to see Turning Red. I don't think there's been enough marketing on Turning Red or anything like that. Um, and I think that the fact that there's been, like, no marketing for it and, and just the one trailer that I've seen, like, one time in theaters, I think that, you know, it's, it is in, indicative to me, at least, that it, they, they, this has been in the works for a long time, but they just wanted to wait to announce it until it was close to their release date. Because the thing is, it's like there hasn't been a marketing blitz for it. I don't think they even showed the trailer before Encanto. Um, I don't remember seeing it before Encanto. I remember seeing it before something else. Um, maybe it was No Way Home. But I, it was definitely not before... Um, it, it, like, it was definitely not before any other movie I've seen. I've seen it twice... If I've seen it in theaters twice... Or maybe it was Encanto. But if I've seen it in theaters twice... Um, and it's coming out two weeks after the Batman... And I've seen the Batman trailer in theaters countless times then I think that's, you know, indicative of the larger problem in hand here, which is, you know, they're not, um, what's it called? They're not, they haven't been marketing. And I think that was intentional. Um, and I think that they were hoping for a reason to put it to Disney Plus, and it just never came properly. Because then, once No Way Home comes out, and No Way Home does No Way Home's numbers, you, you, you can't blame COVID for an under, for an undersell. Um, and and if I'm someone who works at Pixar, I'm like, oh, this sucks because we keep going to streaming. And, and at this point you can't say, well, COVID because, you know, if I'm someone who works at Pixar as a visual effects person, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm going like, oh, so, you know, you'll put out other things in theater. Like, Lightyear is not skipping theaters. Lightyear, there's no way Lightyear is skipping theaters. But, like, oh, you'll put Lightyear out, but you're not going to put out our movie. Um, and then there's also the question of, like, well, this is an original movie. This is an original movie with an, with an Asian lead. And these keep getting punted to streaming, while characters, movies about characters with white leads keep ending up in theaters. And I know that Marvel's kind of thrown that away, because, you know, Shang-Chi and... Um, what's it called, and the Eternals both had, um, leads, but they also had much bigger budgets they needed to make back, um, and I think that it's a bigger, you know, it, there's a bigger conversation to be had about what's going on with what's going to streaming versus what's not going to streaming, um, I think that it's a, it's a problem, um, and I think that this speaks to the overall quality of the movie more than anything else, in the same way I think that you know, the party line spewed about, um, why they're moving Morbius is a load of horse shit. Like, I don't believe that Morbius got moved, um, to April, because they wanted to give more room to No Way Home. And it's like, well, No Way Home may carry the opening weekend box office through Morbius' release date, um, 
but that won't be because of you know it, it like it, that won't be because of the quality of No Way Home. It's it's like I don't know how much No Way Home did last weekend, but it certainly did not do. Uh, like it, how much No Way Home does this weekend is gonna make them look like asses. Um, and I'm not saying that because it's opening against the three, like it's continuing against the three five five and other things. Um, I mean, unless they're like the only way that this works is if Sony is poised to unseat Avatar or um, uh, or uh, Endgame as the number one or number two grossing movie of all time, and they need a little extra push to get them over that, and they want to do a reissue in theater with some deleted scene or something like they did with uh, with Endgame to get it over the hump um, to be, which it didn't even need that. It ended up beating it without the, uh, the special edition, but... Wow, that is fucking slimy. I just put, like, moisturizer on my hands, and it is gross. Um, but, like, if if that's the case, then I could see it, but also it probably won't hit that point at here. Um, and, and look, I don't think that putting more be like I, I think that that's got to be it. I mean, they, they unless they're 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 looking at their analytics and they're saying, okay. By this date, we're going to be at this many dollars. If that is accurate, then putting Morbius out here will keep us from hitting some arbitrary box office record, which I don't think that the the math necessarily adds up in that case. Like, where it's like, then why not just delay it a week and be like, okay, we'll take our chances against, um, what's it called, against... Uh, uh, moonshot or moonfall. We'll, we'll we'll take our we'll take our chances against that. We're not going to push it into April, um, where it is going to be cannibalized. Not cannibalized, but it's going to be eaten alive by by two other movies, um, and it's competing against stuff. Um, because here's the thing: if the Batman is fantastic and Morbius is shit, and I'm not doing this podcast, I'm seeing the Batman again. If I'm going to go to the movies at all in April, um, if I'm like I need to go to, I, I feel like I'm gonna go to the movies today. I'm gonna go to the movies, so let me go and you know see something in theaters. If that's the case, I am going to see the Batman. If if Morbius is shit, because the Batman is still gonna be in theaters. It may not be in premium format like Morbius is going to, but the Batman will still be in theaters. Um, if it comes down to what am I gonna see? It's going to be the better movie, and, and with more options available, I'm I'm at that point. Like here, Morbius is coming out. You can go see Scream again on its third week or second week. You can see um, the three five five, but there's really nothing else. It really was a fantastic spot with nothing else like it coming out. I, I just can't imagine that they're that they're like, oh well, we don't want to hurt Spider Man, so we're going to delay it to April where it's, you know, it's fighting for positioning. It, it just makes no sense to me. Um, where it's like, if I'm Jared Leto, I'm looking at this, I'm like, this is bullshit because this is, you know, we made this movie, we, we, we put all this work into it, and now you're putting it, you're setting it up to fail. Um, but it feels like uh, it's a movie that they have zero confidence in. Um, in the same way that when it was announced, I was like, yeah, this movie's probably going to be shit. Um, and then, you know, that... And I think that, you know, to an extent, Turning Red's another one of these cases where they... I'm not saying it's going to be shit, but I'm saying that it it's not strong enough to put out in theaters and pay the distribution costs and pay all of that. 
Now, I'm sure the exhibitors are not thrilled about this because I'm sure that um, AMC is not happy that uh, that one of the two Pixar movies this year is going straight to streaming. Um, and Encanto, Encanto wasn't a total loss. It made 207 at the box office, and then it's going to be a ratings driver on Disney Plus, um, and on a budget of 120. Um, uh, there is no budget details available for Turning Red. But, I mean, maybe they're looking at it and being like, I don't think this movie's going to, to make... Too... Maybe the movie costs a lot more than Encanto. Uh, maybe that's why, if it costs a lot more than Encanto, I could see it being the reason why they move it to streaming. Um, because if it costs a lot more than Encanto, and they're looking at Encanto and being like, okay, this movie made $207 million. it's an original concept... I think that's the only reason it would make sense, is if it's like, okay, this movie only made $207 million, but then in that case, why not just delay it to, you know, why not just do what you do with Marvel and push everything down a release date? Where it's like, no one is particularly wedded to the November movie, considering we all we have from that is concept art and the title um, for Disney Animation. Like, Lightyear, if you move that to November, that will get asses and seeds. If you think that the pandemic is going to cause this to happen then moving it to July would solve that problem, being like, hey, we're going to do this. Because that's a valid option on the table, too, if you do that. And then there are weeks in, like, August and September where there are no releases. And there's probably a reason for that having to do with vacationing and things like that. But there are opportunities later in the year where you can put out these movies and not have them lose money um, if you're genuinely concerned about COVID. Um, I think... That Disney is kind of reaping what they sow here, though. Because I think that people didn't see Encanto in theaters, not because of the fact that it, you know, it came out during a pandemic, because people show up for pandemic movies, No Time to Die, No Way Home, even, you know, Shang-Chi and, and Black Widow. Uh, people show up to see pandemic movies, but I don't think that people are necessarily willing to do that with a family of four, um, or or even like kid plus adult to the theater, um, and then see a movie that's maybe not good, but also on top of that, possibly, um, you know, if that's happening in in, in March, I think it's possible. I guess like, well, you know, in thirty days, can be on Disney Plus anyway. I mean, it's not like it's a huge deal to wait thirty days. It's not like back in the day where you had to wait like nine months for a movie to go to go to 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 VHS or and then it was like three months or, or six months and it takes so long for it to go to 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 VHS the theatrical window has shortened so much due to Disney that it is no longer um the cost benefit no longer provides for well why are we gonna put it in theaters at all if we can just put it to Disney plus if no one's gonna see it and they're gonna wait till it's like that's gotta be what happened is the engagement numbers from Encanto on Disney Plus, um, because it went on, on on Christmas. The engagement numbers from that, um, compared to the number of people who saw it in theaters, makes it where they're like, well, why are we going to bother with the the cost of the theatrical exhibition when we can just put it onto the streamer? Um, and and to blame COVID is is kind of broad, but not inaccurate because COVID is the reason that this happened. It, 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 if COVID didn't happen, this hybrid approach wouldn't have existed as quickly as it did. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, I think this is a, something that like 
is just going to lead to more content from Pixar in theaters based on existing content. And I think that's going to be problematic going forward. If it's just creating movies like this. Because if Lightyear does well, we're going to get a Woody movie about the, the, the TV show that, that Woody's based on. We're going to get a... Um, we're going to get movies about all of these other characters and things like that that come out in theaters only. Um, maybe A Bug's Life too, But there, there are so many other things that are going to go based on existing content, and anything new is going to go to Disney+, Plus and have never had the chance even to expand an audience and go to theaters. Um, so I th- And that's the thing, too. It's like, if you look at the number of people who went to watch Black Widow, um, and then look at the number of people who watched Hawkeye. Um, the carryover isn't great. Um, so I, I, I don't know how, like, I gotta look at the, the numbers on this more concretely, because it's just a thought that popped in my head, but I gotta look at the numbers more concretely. Um, to see, like, why, why would that be? Um, because it's an interesting thing to look at, is how, what's the, the rate of people who went to see, um... What's it called? Who went to see Black Widow? How many people in total saw Black Widow? I'm gonna use some some dubious math on that to get number of ticket sales. Um, but if we do number of ticket sales to that, compare that to the Nielsen rating for Hawkeye, which is like 1.2 million, it doesn't quite mesh that it's converting to Disney Plus. So I, I like the the Disney Plus numbers are substantially less. I mean, I would I would say probably by a, by a substantial margin, um, than um, what's it called, and then the the numbers that we get from theatrical. So I, I think that it, it it loses its chance to grow an audience, um, for a new thing, and I think that that's part of it. Um, so yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today. Later today on Beware of Spoilers, there will be an episode with the review of The Tragedy of Macbeth. I did postpone um, the 355 because of snow yesterday. Um, So yeah, so we'll be back with that later this week. Until then, have a great rest of your week.